0: Welcome to the Australian True Crime Podcast. Transcripts of all stories can be found at australiantruecrime.com. This is podcast number 0001. South Australia's first hanging and a man cuffed to a tree for four days in the bush. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate 5 stars. This real-life story is sponsored by Austees.com.au For this story, we need to go way way back into Australia's deep past. Way back into the dark recesses of South Australia's history. Way back to May 1837, when Samuel Smart, who had previously been a solicitor in Tasmania, and before that in England, was made sheriff of Adelaide by the then South Australian governor, John Hindmarsh. Immediately upon being signed up, Smart showed what could only be described as commendable zeal towards anybody who stepped out of line. It wasn't long before a resentment for Smart grew and he was soon marked for special attention by several local criminals. One night, Smart was sitting in his sitting room, filling out paperwork when two men burst into his shack and attacked him. These two men were known to Smart as local criminals who Smart had known previously in Tasmania. One of the men, Michael McGee, fired a pistol, missing Smart although the shot was close enough for the gunpowder to singe Smart's ear. The next day, special constables were sworn in, and it wasn't long before Michael McGee was arrested, but the second attacker, a man named Morgan, escaped overland to the Encounter Bay whaling station. McGee was tried and was soon sentenced to death by hanging. Six days after his guilty finding, he was led to a gum tree in an area, now a part of the North Adelaide Golf Course, where the execution took place. Because there was at this time no official executioner in the state, the job of Jack Ketch, a name used during the period for any masked executioner, was advertised for five pounds and no one came forward, it was then raised to 20 pounds, and still, no one came forward. So, in those times, if no one could be found to do the job, it would fall on the colony sheriff to complete the task. Not believing that the victim should be the executioner, Smart convinced and paid his cook a massive 25 pounds to do the job. On the day of the execution, McGee was calm and offered no resistance at all, with his only statement was that he had come to South Australia as a free man, not a convict. McGee was standing on the back of a cart, the noose was placed around his neck, and as soon as the hood was drawn over his face and prayer concluded, a call was made that all was ready. With a whip or two of the horse, the cart was pulled away, and many shut their eyes. The noose had been so incorrectly placed that the knot came right under the dying man's chin, and as the cart was drawn very slowly from under him, he did not fall, but merely slid off gradually. He managed to free his hands and grab the rope above his head, lifting himself enough to start yelling, O God, O Christ, save me. Some spectators cried out, Cut him down, cut him down, whilst others, with a different kind of consideration, urged the Marines to shoot him with their muskets. The sheriff attempted to address the crowd amidst fierce cries of shame, shame. Finally, the hangman made a leap upon the body of the dying man, and all was hushed. McGee's hands could cling no longer to the rope, and his cries were heard no more. With that part of the debacle over, the attention was then turned to William Morgan, who was believed to have escaped to Encounter Bay Whaling Station. Sheriff Smart sent three special constables, Alfred Anderson, And Haidley, after Morgan, with enough food for eight to ten days, one blanket each, an Aboriginal guide, and an old musket each with orders to bring back Morgan, dead or alive. Soon into the ninety-five-mile journey across the wild and rugged bush, their Aboriginal guide deserted them but they still managed to complete the journey to Encounter Bay in eight days, arriving in poor health, with bleeding feet, and all their strength spent. Morgan had many friends amongst the whaling community, which made the constable's task difficult. After a few days of recovery, the constables instigated Morgan's arrest so well that he was arrested and handcuffed in bed before he had time to reach for the loaded pistol by his side. A rescue plan organised by some of Morgan's friends was foiled when the three constables drew their firearms on the rescue party. For the trip back to Adelaide, the party left with enough provisions for five to six days. Claiming he knew a shorter route, Morgan led the way, and eventually refused to travel after leading the party in a circle. Morgan was handcuffed to a tree and left for dead. The constables took another three days to arrive back in Adelaide. When the governor was told what had happened, Constable Hateley was sent on a horse after Morgan. Morgan had been shackled to the tree for four days with no food or water before he was found by Hatley. Morgan claimed to have been tormented by dingoes at night and flies and mosquitoes by day. Morgan managed to walk back to Adelaide, where he was tried and sentenced to transportation to Tasmania for life. Thank you for listening to another podcast by the Australian TrueCrime.com network. Please rate 5 stars.